ushering in a new era in independent art celebration. Indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. It is four counts of indecent exposure. And this is episode number 28 of Indecent Exposure. I'm your host, Jason Velasquez, known in an alternate universe as The Mongrel. How you doing? Um, this, I gotta tell you, this episode is uh, is, is a little weird. Uh, as you know, I never leave my cave if I can help it, uh, but it took a force uh, like Jeff and Jane Hudson to make me venture out into the daylight, uh, into public, uh, to talk about their new album, The Middle, uh, which is released and available in places like Bandcamp and CD Baby. Um, but uh, Jeff kind of twisted my arm and I met him at the Moonlight Diner and Grill in Williamstown, Massachusetts, where he promised me I would be able to get a great burger. And he was not kidding. Darn good burger at the Moonlight Grill. Uh, but uh, the audio quality sucks. Um, so thank God uh, the the company was great. Jeff was his usual endearing, philosophical, insightful um, smart ass self, uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad of it. Jane couldn't be there. Um, Jane was was uh, you know taking care of the shop, Hudson's in the uh, in the Mass Mocha complex, and I encourage you to check that out as well. Um, the The big news is the show that's happening November nineteenth at eight p.m. at the Williams Inn in Williamstown, Massachusetts. It is a CD release slash new wave party uh, featuring not only Jeff and Jane, but uh, other folks such as uh, guests Michael Williams, Josh Kleiderman, Carl Mullen, Stephen Klass, uh, DJ Electro. And there's going to be some mind-blowing images uh, and video as well. So do check that out for now. Let's go to this conversation with Jeff Hudson here on Indecent Exposure. We are here with the incorrigible Jeff Hudson, who is going to talk to us about the middle. Uh, Jeff, welcome to Indecent Exposure. It's wonderful to be here. I want to say, too, that um, Jeff is one of maybe three people that has dragged me out of my cave to do a live uh, on-location recording. And we're here at the Moonlight Diner and Grill in lovely Williamstown, Massachusetts. Uh, we have a couple other... Uh, guests here with us that we can't see them we hear them mumbling but that is the home of 50s rock and roll in uh williamstown with elvis on the walls and the jukebox so it's an appropriate place for us to talk about the rock and roll. darn fine burger too and how can you have rock and roll without burgers exactly. in fact in the live show i had a live show once called sushi bar and we served sushi to the audience a lot of writers and a lot of lawyers were involved, but we did do it for a couple of years, play the knitting factory and stuff. But the burger thing is a better idea. You know, it's just uh, it just really gets to the meat of things. <laughs> gets to the meat of things. So, Jeff, we're um, we're meeting here. I, I'm so sad that Jane can't can't be here. She, she's working at the store. She's working at the uh, store. Continue to have her work uh, for a living. For the Somebody's got to pay the <laughs> bills. Right. That's right. You know what happened to the guys in the country? So we're we're, we're you know. You realize they're not going to need us at all in just a couple of years. It's headed that way. You no know. Hillary, though. Well, you know. 
That's all right. You know, I think that the, you know, once we let women run the world for a couple of decades, I think they're going to give it back to us. I think they're going to say, you know, this is bull. One guy said on the way over here on the radio, they asked about Trump and Hillary. He was an economic guy, very smart, all about the economy in China. They said, what do you think of the election? He said, I don't think I want the clown as president. <laughs> What's your real opinion? So that was kind of fun. But the yeah. middle was fun to make. It was uh, basically uh, one of those things where we wrote all the songs, had a couple old ones, a couple new ones. And I said to Jane, either we do it now, even though we're not totally rehearsed, and do it kind of raw, but just lay it down. Because the sequencers and the synthesizers, they're accurate. So you're not going to be really rough because those things are pumping along in the background. So you throw the guitars and vocals on and just, you know, pray to God. And I, I like the feel of it. It actually, uh, I learned a couple things in audio about uh, rolling off... Uh, low frequency uh, end and high frequency end on certain tracks and stuff to give more room to other tracks. Um, and, um, you know, I just loved uh, doing the whole thing. It's about two or three months, you know, every day. It's 220, 240 tracks. It's a little like herding tr cats to have everything right. And every speaker's system sounds different, so you always have to kind of keep analyzing it. But generally, at some point, you have to say, okay, that's it, walk away and accept. Now, we talked back in... This was September, mm -hmm. uh, right after your release of TM. Yep, yep. Um, what's been going on since since uh, the, of the last year? Well, we basically I'm doing an album or two a year, it seems, uh, with the, all the time out here with the long winters. Um, basically, the TM thing was good. It was great to do it. I'm doing some more solo stuff now. But this was kind of neat to do. Uh, the Jeff and Jane thing originally came out of the Rentals, which is a punk band out of Boston. We opened for The Clash and stuff. It was really a three, you know, two-guitar drum band. Synthesizers came a little later, so we were known for the synthesizers because now all the kids love synthesizers and we were early synthesizers. But it's kind of neat to go back just to uh, playing and uh, not just pushing the key down. I'm not a very good piano player anyways, and guitar is a much more rhythmic thing for me. So, you know, I prefer playing drums or guitar to play. And also, I like uh, the sounds of just a big guitar. So we came back and just filled it with guitars. Mm. Now, to the disappointment of some of the older German fans. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be very big in Europe, but I don't know what happened there. We were actually, we actually have two record deals in Belgium, and we are big in Belgium. <laughs> Bruges and stuff. We love Belgium. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't want to rehash everything that we no. talked about the last time, but let's okay. just give us. What a memory. Yeah. I could, but I'm not. You know, I, I won't do that. I'm not going to borg our. Right, we'll no, what? Um, let's let's just just give us a little bit of the uh, the backstory. You, you you started out in punk. Yeah. Um, it was the, the mid '70s. Yeah, basically, it happens this way. You're fine artist. You're painting. You're going to school, and there's other fine artists. But things haven't really broken loose in the late '60s, early '70s. Go to England, and I'm seeing in Boston, there were early punk, 74, 75, there was little things coming up, Willie Alexander, the Boom Boom Band, Lou Reed in New York, this and that, and they went to England in 77, we just saw the whole thing, punk thing break. So it came back, and we called the rentals because we bought, we rented the bass and the drums and the guitars for the first three months to start the band. And a year later, we opened for The Clash, because we were early in America, 77, at least in Boston was early, New York, 76, 77. I miss vinyl, by the way. I wish HBO would bring it back. I thought it was a pretty good show. But um, it was fun back then. It was, you know, the contortion, suicide, just the raw, two, three hundred people in an audience was a packed audience. Um, and you saw some good stuff, you know. Um, you know, double bills, the talking heads and Ramones. So, so I worked at the Mud Club for a while. So I, we dove in deep, and we were commuting back and forth. We lived in New York for a couple of years. 
We played all the New York clubs, all the Boston clubs, mostly punk, though we added a Korg synth and a Moog synth into it. And it kind of became Jeff and Jane. And then all the other guys who were playing with us left, and it was Jeff and Jane kind of the duo, so we were all synth. We used to have a little funk bass and maybe some drums, Wally Gagel, a drummer, a great drummer. So we had four-piece, five-piece, two-piece, but it's hard to piece, four or five-piece is hard to stay together no matter where you are. So uh, being married to Jane, it was easy to keep the band together for 74 years. Our 75th anniversary is coming up soon. I'm doing the math here, but I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I know that you know being in, in music for a while, I think a musician, it's like, it's like for every one year for a, 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 a civilian's yeah, life, it's like, dog years. it's like six years for a musician. Yeah. yeah that's probably there are many lost, lost weekends to have to add into that. But we had gigs at three in the morning in New York and yeah. after hour clubs. I mean, sub-basements. I mean, scary stuff. I mean, stuff like, oh, boy. Um, like, you're running on a 60-amp service, and you've got all this equipment. And the, the crowd's like, <coughs> they're just you're really heavy drug dealers, yeah, all of them, you yeah. know? <laughs> you're, so, there, you're there to just provide we're a just distraction. The yeah, yeah. We're just the entertainment. So, what happened in the 80s? I mean, you... you Duran Duran? That yeah. was basically P.I.L., and Duran Duran mm-hmm. came along. And that's, I think, changed everything. Now, did you... Um, did you kind of move towards sort of a, a new wave and electronica well, we intentionally or yeah. was it just the thing to what do? What happened was video art was going on. We we're doing video and a guy I knew was making oscillators. Just, you know, this is how life is. And I needed sound for the video art. So he was, you know, wait, 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 wah, 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 wah. So I said, well, how much are you? He said, like 20, 30 bucks. So I bought two of them and we had funky video equipment. So all of a sudden we had a little electronic music in our black and white video art. And then it just occurred to me, well, gee, you know, we could make music, and we had the, you know, the guitar, the punk, put them all together. I was fascinated by the sequ- uh, the uh, A. I was fascinated that you could play a riff and it would remember it. That was like that's like you know seeing God. I mean, I imagine Beethoven sitting back, you play a riff and it will remember it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, people still kind of take that for granted. It's but, like voice <clears> recognition <throat> will be um, tomorrow, in the future, like in the next like like week and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the way they really understand everything and just typing it right out. So that was a biggie. Because sometimes you so, write a melody and you only got to get it once because you're not that great at musician. You kind of hit something by accident and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, what's that? But you haven't. Got it. So it was not just the aesthetic, you know, well, the, sound, of the music. It was the sound. the sound. It was the sound, but it sounds like there was Mark. certainly a heavy influence of the interest, your interest in tech, was, your interest in, yeah, the, was, in, was in the tools. Tech. I was into tech heavy. I've always been into tech. My grandfather was actually a professor at MIT, electrical engineering, so it's in the blood. It's in the I don't blood. know anything or about the wiring. It, so it's I in the it's in the wiring. A number of times with vintage amps. So I'm just again, stick the <laughs> finger on the capacitor. I really yeah, have, I really have to stay away from them. Your tongue is not supposed to go there, right? No. Yeah, even just the finger is just. No. You just. <laughs> so um, so okay so. But I love the sound still. I mean, you know, music's changed so much. Dead Mao and all that. It's great. And the Sherlock's, and they're fantastic. But the sound of a big, beefy guitar and some big Moog sense and stuff is, you know, it's a Gary Newman world, you know. It's cool. Now, it's, it's you know, everything is old is new again. Yeah. You know, so there are occasionally things that are coming back around. Um, I always think that punk is going to make a bigger comeback than it, than it ever quite yeah. does. Well, Green Day kind of put the cap on that. I saw Green Day live actually at Gillette Stadium doing a BCN thing, and you know, they're really good um, for a trio, and I might mm-hmm. Mike Dent or whatever, be a bass player. 
uh, really nice guys. But um, I mean, they just took it to such a place, like you know, very poppy and very strong, very loud. I mean, I saw this band on very uh, clean, very yeah, precise, super clean. I saw this band the other day, The Slaves, <clears throat> on uh, Jules Holland show. Uh, they're pretty good, two, a two-piece. I still like the Ya Ya Ya's. I think they're rough in places. Uh, so it's good music out there. I don't know if punk's ever gone away. I thought the Orwells were good in Chicago. I don't know if you heard them. They had one big song, but it was just like a big Screw You song. It was fantastic. There's the Dents in Boston. It's the a Dents. female band. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, they're still out there. And actually, Upper Crust from Boston are pretty funny. They dress in like 17th and 19th century costumes. They play punk rock. It's great. And the color of color Upper Crust. Mm-hmm. So they were very witty. Um, but, you know, music is so diverse now with world music and YouTube and, you know. I mean, you go on YouTube, you know, every ethnic group has music, which is great. But we mm. didn't know that 20 years ago being in America. No, we just no. have, you know, Warner Brothers and, you know, American mm. music. Yeah, I guess I guess that's that's the, the neat thing because you've got YouTube and you've got SoundCloud and you've got yeah. Bandcamp. And you can, especially with, um, let's say, SoundCloud, yeah, cool. where you play... A couple of tunes, and you can add a couple of tunes to your station. It's kind of like Pandora, yeah. in that it starts building it you a place, a, 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 a playlist yeah. based. You you like yeah. this one, you like this one, and so you can discover lots of stuff. The that scary you, thing, though, is so much music, and so it's all pretty much free. I mean, even the people doing Spotify, I heard today. I don't pay for it. My brother does, but one said you can get the family plan and put six people on. It. So it costs two dollars each for Spotify a month. So it's just whittled down to like, you know, I mean, I don't make any money from ASCAP anyways, I don't care, but you know, I guess Taylor Swift we heard a little bit. It's like, I don't know. I guess music's free. You know, maybe it should be. I don't know. I don't know. That's a question. Should it be free? I mean, I like, all right, well, I'm giving away podcasts. Are you buying stuff? I do buy stuff. I do, do, you buy, do you buy a thousand dollars? No, I don't. Right. I, you know, I may buy, I may, I may a hundred to two hundred bucks a year. Some album, I gotta have it. But... Part of the, but the re- old days, you go to Virgin Records, Tower mm-hmm. Records. I mean, you could spend fifty bucks a week on CDs. I think the problem is content overload because if, like I said, if I go to SoundCloud, it's I can listen to, I can, I can hear two hundred yeah. artists that I've never heard of, of, and only hear one or two songs from them before the next thing comes on, right. and so it's like I want to keep hearing more stuff and more stuff and more stuff. Now it's only the people who are. Um, who are benighted by the industry. Right, there's like 20 people. Yeah, I mean, every year... You got it down to 20 people. 20 people a year, it's going to be so many in yeah. this genre, so many in that genre. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's a funny thing. You know, I have, um, I have a couple of people on my show, um, and I have expanded into not just sort of indie rock, but lots of other independent... Because sure. to me... Music. To me, well, look, for me... Don't be judgmental. I'm not, I'm gonna try not to be. I'm trying not to be. No, for me, um, there are these folks who say that indie is a genre, and I have been complaining since about 1996. We're all indie now. That yeah, well yeah, that indie is is a it's a distribution method. It's a yeah. philosophy. It's right. a it's a worldview. Yeah. It's it's independent. Right. It's not a genre. And what they're talking about is largely alternative folksy rock. I mean right. that's what people when they say it. Yeah. That's what they mean, which I think is, is not the way. The labels co-opt any genre. So yeah, I, they do. I think it's just a numbers game. Like Warner Brothers has billions of dollars in captured tracks, right. has hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's just a, you know, it's always the little guy. The little guy is still screwed in a way. I'm not sure how much they're selling still. I don't know if they're selling. I do think they're selling vinyl in niche places though. They are because some of the labels are and merchandise. Was, 
Yeah, the and T-shirts yeah. and the vinyl. And yeah. you know, I had um, I had a. You should listen to this, or actually watch. Uh, by because of a communications breakdown, um, I had a guest um, think that we were doing a video interview, mm-hmm. and it's Alicia. Did you wear a clown suit? I didn't I, wear a no, clown suit. I wore a clown suit today. I thought we were doing a video interview. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I knew it was either that or or Halloween. You get the, your dates wrong on that, but no, Alicia Beal. We did a video interview. She's in Nashville. She's a not a country. She's although she has country roots. But she's a very pop, uh-huh. super poppy. She's great. Yeah. She's you know she's got a powerful, fantastic voice, yeah. and she's got the, all the right you know she can dance. She I mean she, she can play guitar. I mean she's everything, and you know basically she said you don't make any money on on the on the CDs. She says right. you can sell them at the shows. Right. People will buy them, yeah. but they're buying the CD as a souvenir. That's right. They're not buying it you know. <clears throat> and she says they're people buying. People have CD players. No. Well, they, I mean, they put them in, they, they download them. They're going fast. <clears throat> but, um, well, the, the, how, do you, how do you distribute? They're going fast. How do you distribute? It's all iTunes. It's all iTunes. But then you have nothing to sell at your show. Bandcamp, iTunes. I know the CDs will be gone. Another five so, years, there'll be nothing to sell the show but T-shirts. And then when people stop wearing clothes, which I predict will happen because of the living theater renaissance. And, and the global warming. Exactly. It's like so, a perfect storm of nudity. nudity. Yeah. nudity. But so, the uh, sunblock will go well. I, that's true. Maybe I should be selling sunblock um, instead of the yeah. Anyways, well, you know music, and then there was let me see the old seventies, the art days. There was always a sense of revolution, but that's from the sixties because I used to hang out in the sixties too. Actually, hung out with Rod Stewart in Montreal one night with the Faces. Okay, okay, uh, that was good. And Ronnie Wood, not bad. Uh, he won't, they won't return my phone call. Rod will not return my phone call. He's a really funny, ever since he yeah. got uh, the, the he's a, sir. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's okay. very witty. Very funny guy. Can't understand a word they're saying, but they're very witty. <laughs> you just make a couple of soccer jokes and you're yeah, good to go. That's right. Um, so <clears throat> nice guy. Very f- great hair. What a wig. What a what a what a wig. No, it's not now, a wig. But you don't have a wig. No, we don't have a wig yet. Okay. So so anyway, the the thing about it is um, is that is the, the Pixel phone? Those are the uh, that's the, the new, uh, Google. Pixel no, phone. no, no, no. Tech talk. No, I am. Um, I'm kind of behind on my tech. I mean, what you see here it looks kind of like. This looks old. It's yeah. It's like two no years Bluetooth? old. Two years. I know. But the Bluetooth so. scares me because what if you? you know, there is no cable. There's and no it cable. It doesn't hook. What are you doing now? What are you doing? And and, and then anybody could be like you know tapping, tapping, Bluetoothing right. in. Plus, it gives it probably dental problems, probably in the fillings. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So the thing is, with certain genres, especially pop, especially yeah. country. Because I'm, I'm happy to you know to have country folks on. Um, you go to Nashville. There are every year there is a new crop right. of guys and gals yeah. who have great voices. They That's can right. play guitar. Yeah. They're pretty. Yeah. They're handsome. Yeah. And there's every there's year a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of there talent. Is. And now we know that we can burn through them yeah. like a commodity, yeah. and we'll just pluck. That's right. Pluck the you know the two or yeah. three of the country, and then That's two right. or three pumps, yeah. and we'll elevate them right. and see for twenty years, and yeah. then give them a rock and roll hall, or, or, or maybe five years yeah. or six maybe, years, just six depending months. on how much they crash. You know, they crash and burn. You know, I know some mid-level people they get in there like on Warner Brothers, and they kind of float around. The first album didn't do so good, but we're going to give you a second album. The second album really isn't doing very well, but yeah. we'll give you a little band tour. Again. Yeah, oh, not anymore. That's rough. Oh, no, that's not. tough because then you have the hope of it happening, and it never happens. So, you know, a lot of guys get signed. Do you actually make any money from it? I mean, the funny thing is Aerosmith, for instance, are in Bogota and stuff, South America now. Those guys do like 100,000 people a night. And um, 
the inequity is just like Wall Street. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I'm not nothing against Harris Smith. Of course, you would take the money, and so would I. Sure. But a million a show. But a million a show. These guys are 80 and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> dream on. Yeah, we're dreaming on and on and on. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And why doesn't anyone, I mean, I don't, I'm sure they give to people, like Red Cross or whatever, good people. But I don't ever hear of these rock stars or Taylor Swift doing really big stuff. Like, you know, I'm going to build a music school. Yeah. You know, Jeff Coons, I'm going to build an art school. You got five hundred million. Can't you do you something? could do something. You could do something. You could, well, I mean, it's like okay. And I was having this so conversation with somebody with about uh, you know the, the sort of the uh, the the rise of the robber barons in the right. teens and twenties. Right. Yeah, they were evil guys, but they yeah. built museums and That's libraries right, and they exactly. built schools. It was this now, actually, the rock stars are these very rich bar- rock kinda, barons. Kind of, sort of. They're kind of robber barons. Yep. You know, imagine the, the gross, a billion. Even Depeche Mode. Uh, um, no, I'm good, but it was delicious. No, actually, you know what, Nikki? I would like some coffee. May I have some coffee, please? Thanks. Um, for instance, Depeche Mode, which I, I enjoy. Their live stuff on YouTube is great. They're just doing a tour starting in September. I mean, this spring. 25 cities Europe sold out like in two days mm. and it's a million million and a half per night and it's like 30, 40 and they're talking 100, 150 million on a tour for guys, a couple of guys with synthesizers a couple of guys with synthesizers they're great but, but they're up on stage but, but, but for two and a half it's hours just weird. it's just <clears throat> weird the inequity is weird Okay, for the little guys putting the acoustic guitar, changing the strings, and a dive well I mean the just, same can be said look I'm, I, I think that it is the same mentality that causes us to say, you know what would be really great? Thank you, Nikki. Let me know if you need change before I head out. Thank right. you. All right, yeah, we can do the bill now, too. I'll take care of it. Oh, no, well, you can't take no, care of it. Yeah, I know. You know what it is? I, I used to come in all the time, and now I just go to Tunnel City and have a tea or a coffee. But I want to start coming here again, actually. Sure. I think we're going to meet up probably every couple of weeks, <laughs> is what we're going to do. Yeah, that's why they were regulars yeah, here. I know. I mean, you guys just come in like every here, single I'll, day. I'll take you to dinner or whatever it is. Dinner. Is there enough there? There's a well. There's almost enough, but okay. not a, but not exactly. Here, well. But um, Nick is a great. Person. Well, we're gonna need back. Just well, we're gonna need back. Uh, yeah, but he'll leave it. Cha- I'll leave this. So change fives, ones, okay. things yeah, like that. Get your tip. Um, <clears throat> now, just for folks, uh, I testing one two. I do not. I do not. Don't worry about it. You're you're part of the show, Nick. Thank you. Just want you to know that. You are. I just want you to know. I mean, we're not going to like put your picture online unless you want us to. But um, do you want us to? You sure? Make you famous. So, I just want people to know: buying me a hamburger and fries and a coke does not get you an interview. You have to be in the mail. The checks in the mail. So I told John Seven the other day on Facebook. (laughs) I don't know if you like that or not. (laughs) I like your sense of humor. So, but here's the thing. I mean, nowadays, we want to make a movie. What are we going to do? We're going to, you know what? Let's do a movie version of The Dukes of Hazard. Right, Let's do a movie right. version of right. Scooby Doo. Everything do. has to be uh, familiar. Familiar. You yeah. have to know about it. That's it's got to be derivative yeah, exactly. of something that is already, yeah. and I think that is why, yeah. um, you know, there are people who are complaining, crying, in, in, in various places that have a music scene. Right. Um, where it's almost all of the clubs are filled with tribute bands. Wow. I haven't seen that. I've it's been very lucky. It's been very big. I've heard about them. In, um, I'm sure they're very good, too. I've got a, I've got a counterpart. Albany has a lot of them. Albany does. I've they heard do. that. Yeah. 
I've heard that Albie knows. I have a counterpart over in England and yeah. Dorset, right. and he says, "Well, you want to see Led Zeppelin? You know, you get to see Led Zeppelin. You get to see Led Zeppelin. You I get know, to see the rare. Who. That's you get right. to see. I mean, you I get, get to, it. Kind of. My brother goes to the Talking Heads tribute bands. I don't know. I guess it's okay. <laughs> I went a similar simulacrum or whatever they call it. Simulacrum. Exactly. Um, simul, simul, I don't know. Something like that. We are. Are. And there'll be cover are we going to ever talk about this album? The album is available on U- YouTube's. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube's. YouTube's.com. I'm going to go run out and, I gotta run out and <laughs> register that <laughs> name YouTube's. if it isn't our YouTube's. <laughs> Actually, probably somebody already has. iTube. iTube, YouTube's, oh, Soundcamp, and Bandcloud, ladies and gentlemen. Mistakes alone. you got to you're gonna find you're gonna. Oh, so get, this is this is a work session now. This is a work session. Get work done. Yeah, that's right. Yes, we are. So um, I want to know I, what I want to know is there's there's definitely a different sound than say your um, than TM. Yeah. There's no sugar in. Oh, here's sugar. Um, yeah. There's um, it's a different sound than TM. Yeah. You know, which which was a solo solo yeah. uh, project. Yeah. Um, what went into this to this album? Um, in the the middle. Well, I think we had to write, you know, some uh, semi-catchy places to sing on, so we had to have a nice groove and a nice uh, progressions. One of the progressions is from uh, With or Without You, by the way, sped up, which is, you know, most progressions, more know about music, <laughs> there aren't that many of them, folks, and they're used over and over again. Or They are. Just different sounds, different keys. So. And I grab a um, so it was that, and um, you know, getting back to the guitar, I kind of said a year ago, I said, I'm going to play guitar five days a week, half hour a day, for one year, and see if I can get back, you know, so I was semi-good enough to play. And it was just because you're older. Also, I think when you're older, you need to go to the gym a half hour a day, play the guitar, get off the couch, because I love the couch. I'm on the computer a lot most of my life. I'm trying to get off of it a little more. Uh, Facebook's super addicting, trying to lay off that just a little more. Um, I wish I was Mark Zuckerberg, but I'm not. I wasn't near him in Harvard Square at one point, but um, he got very lucky. I thought the movie was quite good, by the way. Um, <clears throat> well, so, okay, so, so that's this, the is, this is a, a little bit of technology yeah. segment, and this is a little bit of the personal growth segment here, you know. And uh, also, Facebook, for me, I've been promoting this stuff all over the world. I have 1,500 friends. And Jane has a whole bunch of friends, and we can share the stuff. And you get little messages, you know, from Italy and stuff. It's very cool. Can't read them, but they're, they're coming in. As long as there's like a thumbs up or a smiley <laughs> face attached, you know, you know. I try not to do too many friends in these countries with the letters I don't really even recognize. You could they're be nice saying, people, but yeah. <clears throat> I can't sorry. see the messages. Sorry. Um, the post. What's the thread that ties the ties it together? Do you think? Um, the. You get a I, wide range. Well, no, I think, I, I mean, the thread for me is really, like, this sounds weird, but, like, you know, Tears for Fears and, uh, you know, kind of Gary Newman, and, but an American rock and roll blues thing. I, I saw Led Zeppelin's first show in America at the Tea Party and Jeff Beck group, and it's, I still like a really bent guitar note. Um, and be, there's more of them in the live show than the recording. Again, the recording was done kind of as we were writing it, the guitar playing was so bad, but you know I don't mind that. Um, now you know the guitar playing is a little better. It's not show-offy. We're not doing a lot of fast stuff, but you know I can take a note. I, ne- I like to Neil Young my notes, just bend the, sh- you know, just beat the hell out of them. Basically, I get great satisfaction in that. It has probably to do with my parents or something, but it's a wonderful. It's like strangling, maybe strangling something. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I can hear that. I mean, you know, you, you paid for them. Every one of them. You might as well get as much you use as is, you can out of them. There is some pain in there, I think, too, mm-hmm. a little bit. So the music has deepness. The middle thing, too, was lucky. I found there was a very minimal thing, but the, the guy who made the video, Luis Aaron, that's on YouTube, uh, the middle, Jeff and Jen Hudson's great video, made in L.A. by my friend Luis, and uh, very a Venezuelan kind of video. The guy's very surrealistic. But... Um, he loved the change in that thing. It has an A minor first, but then it goes A minor, C minor on the change, and it just has a cathartic, you know, woohoo kind of change that's beautiful. And then it comes back down to its bluesy thing. So I write a good song, but every 35 years. Uh, and then Jane wrote a, she's a good writer. She writes a lot of language and really good progressions, very melodic. So it's a nice team effort. Uh, I love doing the drum programming too, some of the basses, mm-hmm. and she's very good at the melodic part. So it's a good, good meeting. Well, what uh, what tunes do you think we should play for our listeners? Uh, I think the middle's good. I think up up till now, or make it so. Actually, make it so. I really like. Um, I like them both. Yeah, I did yeah, like up till I mean, now up, a lot see, too. To, I think up till now, make it so. Are really, the hits on the record. Okay. They're the most catchy songs. The progressions are with or without you. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we see yellow submarine. No, not yellow submarine. But I mean, all <laughs> progressions. They're such good progressions. They have pathos. Yeah, and <coughs> and a little, I, I little think, music trick that we use, pathos. Do you um, <coughs> thank God for it, you find those things? Did you did you set out to have um, any particular message, or was this really? No, but I, I do have Los Alamos on there, which is anti nuke and the big bomb. We're all making the nuke bombs. A trillion dollars worth of nuke budget for the next round of nuke bombs. By the way, I love dollars. the fact that we're, we've decided we're going to double down on on that. Oh, yeah. We're just going to go new. Yeah, we're going new, man. Yeah, I was going to ask if I could do that. Yeah. I, yeah Nikki, do I, I think you pull it this. Give it to, to the me. right yeah, and the left. Probably, no, probably to this way. Right, and oh. then let it down on the left. Yeah, you have to. Oh. Uh, you know, pull it to the right, and then there you, there you go. Like, go. Just like that. Yeah, I think I think he's in a better position here. Yeah. Nice. Well, he's oh. been here before. Come on, you, you yeah, probably yeah, hear yeah, that's yeah, it. It's pretty good. Um, you know, you you can't you can't go judging me based on one trip here. But. Um, you know, it's a, it's a deep thing. I am very moved by music, though. I will say, when I watch uh, certain bands or hear certain songs, I love the Pixies. You know, their stuff still has super pathos. Hope the guitarist is okay. Um, those guys are from Boston. Mm-hmm. I remember the drummer and the guitarist hanging with those guys a little. Um, who would have known, you know? That's what's great about the Pixies. Who would have predicted 20, 30 years later? That they're so <coughs> fantastic. Well, you know, and, and who would have predicted that 20 years, 30 years later, you've got young, you know, 13, 14 year olds yeah. finding it for the first time and then they're they're buying Pixies t shirts and, you know, tearing up their you jeans. Uh no I'm No, good. we're all sad. Are you leaving? You're leaving. Yeah. See ya. Did we chase you away? Sorry. See you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um all right. But um No, I think music's I mean do you like do you do music really Move you? It is the first show I did. I did in 2005, and it was in Boston. It was it huh? was a Boston-based indie music show called The Mongrels Howl. Okay. And when you say the first show you did? The first that, podcast. Oh, podcast. I had a program okay. 10 years ago, oh. 11 like years ago. the Middle ago. East and stuff like that? Yeah. TT. <clears throat> um, and... Um, no, and, and so also, you, you had some microphones. You were running the band on podcast, right? You've been doing this a long time. Man. Podcasting, yeah, I've been doing podcasting since the not quite the beginning, but pretty close. Um, I mean, but ten years is, is a long time 
in this world. Right. Ten years is not a long time in no. the music world. No, in dinosaurs. In dinosaurs. Time. No, but I mean, one of the things that <clears throat> what that I love is that the okay when I re when I re when I, you know I came up with a new name. Although I may go back to the other. Grey No, no, no. The the. the the oh, the indecent exposure. Oh, in- this show. You nice didn't name. see the big neon sign when no, you no, walked in here. Name. Okay. Um, but when I started, I said, you know what? I want to find out who's left. You know, of the people I had on the show, okay. who's still putting out music. Wow. And the ones who put out music, who continue, who are still doing yeah. it, are the ones who embraced, you know, podcast, you know, podcasting. Right. You know, go on, on people's shows okay. who embraced uh, things like SoundCloud and Bandcamp right. and who really kept up yeah. with it. Um, my very first guest on Indecent Exposure was a fellow by the name of Monk Dwayne from Boston. Okay. And he has never gone mainstream uh-huh. um, because he doesn't have to. Okay. When podcasting was new, yeah. there were so few people who were willing to just say, yeah, sure, play my music. He said, yeah. Play my music and play it all the time. Right. Play my music. I want you to do that. Yeah. And then some of the people who were podcasters got jobs doing sound for, say, um, video game companies mm-hmm. and TV shows yeah. and things like that. And so they said, gosh, I need somebody to do music for this you know, commercial or for this right. t- TV thing. And, oh, you know what? I'm going to call Monk because he's awesome. Right. And so he's doing now, he's still playing. He's still, you know, got yeah. gigs in New England, yeah. but he's also doing movie soundtracks. He's doing yeah. commercials. He, so he never had to right. to put up with the, the the record label bullshit because right. he's you know he found a, a market. Anyway, but that's you know that's me. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about me later. Right. But yeah. I think the main point here is. So that I think that lucky with the video. Just going back from Louis Sarah, the middle. It was on YouTube, uh, iTunes. But I tell you, it's a great video, worth watching. He made it four and a half, five minutes. Very hard work. Beautiful girl. And we're going to link to that too. And all, yeah, you should. And, and the girl is great. And all the <coughs> costumes and the sights of L.A., all the modern buildings, mm-hmm. very spacey, man who fell to earth kind of thing. Um, so I was very impressed with that man. And I had another director in L.A. who might do uh, one of the songs. We'll see what happens. But um, do me a kind of a favor. I painted very little, but he did a wonderful thing. And um, he worked with Rick Ocasek. He did stuff for Alan Vega. Cool. So he's a pretty cool director. Um, yeah, I think you know Alan Vega died recently. It's R.I.P. Him, the lead singer, Suicide, and his own solo stuff. And you know, worth looking at on uh, iTube, YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, now we're not going to remember what the real names are. That's, you know. and, and, and here's where I want to launch into a, another, yeah. another thing. Uh, this is a... Um, the jazz years, the Spinal Tap jazz years. <clears throat> well, no, that well, it wasn't exactly where I was going with that. But, um, Did you hear Spinal Tap was suing? No. One of the guys is suing a, a Vivendi for $145 million on payment. Wow. Well, anyways, what's your thought? I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it's happening today. <clears throat> wow. Great movie, though. It's a great movie. You know? I mean, it is... Now, you've got people who are saying, turn up to 11, who never even... Don't even know where it came from. Um, which is kind of where I'm going with this. Um, okay. Being familiar with what was going on in the 70s yeah. and the 80s. 80s. Um, yeah. 90s, I kind of took a break, except for Nirvana. Okay. About all I can take. So... Yeah, the 90s were tough. They were really tough. Um, I think that there was some music getting out there, but the problem was the main... All right, here's, here's my take on it. The industry didn't really know what was going to be big 
at first. I right. mean, in the okay. 60s and so 70s, I I mean, no who idea. knew it was going to be big? And in the 80s, they said, okay, we got to get we got to get a handle on this. We've got to sort of you know lock down. Right. We've got to make the hits, right. not wait for them to show up. Right. Um, and so that's that's when a lot of this commercial crap started right. happening. Yep. And then in the 90s. Grunge with the came. grunge came, but yeah. grunge was sort of the the only uh, backlash to the to this sort of mainstream. Right. And then it immediately, within two years, yeah. it got co-opted. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you but had people underground dance music. I think in the mid '90s. I don't. I don't. Some of my friends were like, uh, <clears throat> some, I don't know, Detroit dance music. Yeah, some yeah. But but the problem was, <clears throat> the internet had not gotten to the point That's right. where people could find stuff unless they knew unless they knew somebody. Right. So there was this period where about a good twenty years where oh, yeah. the industry had kind of oh they owned it they they yeah they owned it all they owned it, they owned oh, it all and there was no way you were going to get no. your stuff out there um, now you college know, radio a little bit but they co op that too they pretty much took college radio over the uh, they did they did and I think that a lot of and college the internet has <clears throat> them all. I worked, used to work for TVT a lot. I did a lot of work with them. Did Nine Inch Nails commercials, number of music videos, and not with Nine Inch Nails, but other artists. But I saw them go up all the way up and then all the way down mm-hmm. uh, because of some lawsuits and stuff. But I saw them starting to struggle with the digital era because I managed the emergency broadcast network, 91, 92, and the whole internet thing and the computer thing was just breaking. And you could see they didn't quite know what to do, you know. And uh, a lot of them didn't. I think I caught... You know, with your pants down. But, you know, we're pretty happy about it generally that Epic Records and all those guys are suffering. Mm. Uh, I hate to say so it. So what, what, um, what is your prescription? What are your prog- for, not prog- for, for prog- advice not- to new kids? Yeah. Okay, advice to new kids. You have to go to L.A. and New York. You have to have the craziest band imaginable. You have to do a lot of work. You have to work 50 or 100 hours a week on your music and your costume. <laughs> Costumes would help, um, and some kind of persona. And if you don't have it, it's going to take more work, more time. Although some artists do get signed within one year of showing up in these towns. The other thing about New York and LA and London is they're always looking for something new. And if just because you're not from there, that doesn't mean anything because they do want things that are new because they want to just eat them up, turn them out, spit them out. So don't think that can't happen, but it will happen, you know, in a year or two or three. If you last longer than that and nothing happens. You're probably just going to end up working at the supermarket or waiting on tables because it's rough out there, kids. So I would stay at home and move in with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. I guess some of you already take that. I don't blame you, man. No, no. You know, that basement's <clears throat> nice. I used to live in one. Sure. Well, at least <laughs> stay there at least until, you know, you're yeah. absolutely no. I think that it's very difficult. I don't know. You know what to do. What are you going to do? Code. I love it when they tell now the kids... Telling all the women not to code. Code. Yeah. Okay. Code. Everyone learned to code. Have you ever tried to code? It's not for everyone, folks. No. I love how they're like, oh, yeah, we just have to learn to code. Code. Yeah. We should all be coding. I tried a little basic. That's not fun. Imagine having that as your prison, coding every day. And look at the Tesla plant. Do you see any windows on that thing? <laughs> Talk about, it's like Metropolis upgraded. You know the movie Metropolis? Yes. Look at the Tesla <clears throat> is going to be. So, I love uh, the batteries, but jeez. So we're talking about we're talking about a world where Blade Runnerish. It's kind of Blade Runnerish. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, we've we've got look. The climate is not going to forgive us. 
No. I get a feeling that is not going to. The gonna, economy could crash harder. It's either. probably gonna. Could happen. And ugly. and and such things as you know, dr- new good. war. Can't take it off the table. New, well, and and the thing is, one of the things that has happened is that there is this idea that we'll have these mini nukes, these tactical, oh, yeah. you know. But okay, if you shoot off, if two different sides, about this size. Yeah, they're tiny. They're tiny. But they'll blow up the entire. You know, town <clears throat> they'll up. they'll blow up a, like a section of town. Yeah. So they'll blow up. With North know. Korea and China and Putin and oh my god. So if you've got mini nukes and you shoot off a hundred of them, isn't that kind of the same? As, as, you know, as blowing up... Well, right you know. now, Mosul, terrible. You know, a million people are going to be displaced in Mosul and killed. And, you know, it means ISIS is no fun. There's no easy answer, but that's a lot of, a lot of death. Well, all right, let's... So that's sad. So the, we're going to the sad section of the show. We're going to the sad section of the show. I mean, oh, well, one of the reasons I want to go, I want to go here is because we're entering a very... a period where there are going to be people who do not... I gotta do. They don't want musicians to be rallying people. Okay, I'm gonna cut right to the pink bone, because in the '60s and '70s, right. and even a little bit in the yeah. '80s, um, musicians no, took it upon themselves. Were they silent this time around? <clears throat> though they have been. Were they been a little silent? I mean, I think you two spoke out. They did something on their TV screen about Trump. Yeah, Roger Waters did at Coachella. But Bruce I'm not Einstein even. A little. I'm not worried about yeah. Trump. I'm not worried it's about, about his Trump. Followers. I'm worried about the next Trump because Trump's probably not going right. to win. No, no, so the that. next Trump is actually going to be better at being Trump than right. Trump. Well, no, Trump. He's 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 going to be the same guy, right. but he's not going to say the stupid Trump things. Trump terrible at Trump. He fucked up. But so, if he does win, it gets to be a Brexit thing. Oh boy. What are we going to Brexit Brexit from NATO? There goes the iPod, iPad, yeah. iPost. What is, iPod. What's it, what's it called? I think it's the iDoor stop. What's the thing you do? I I I iPhone no, iTunes iPod uh, iPod, uh, iPod is what do they call your thing iPhone no. this is a phone the show you're doing what's it called what's it on indecent exposure yeah it's called a podcast it's called a podcast iPodcast yeah I don't need pod that was an unfortunate name I wish that nobody had ever come Everyone up with that name on? just iPod I just don't like the idea that it was it was podcast podcast Why what is that pod? even pod what Podwalks. does that even mean I, I mean it's broadcast broadcast some kind of pod. Like invasion, invasion of the, the podcast. Yeah, something about yeah. that. That's why I think people are scared of it. That's why it hasn't oh. t- it's taken a decade for it I to catch up. the logo on. of the pod didn't help either. The green pod. No, no. So, but my thing here is that there are musicians that, you know, were, you know, whether it was, you know, Joan Baez singing about the thing or whether it was Bruce Springsteen singing about the guy, Tom Morello's <clears throat> out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy from uh, Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. They're, kind of, they're pretty quiet. Hopefully, they. You know, we'll see what happens. Are they gonna? Are they gonna stay quiet? I mean, that's well, my I question. Think if Trump wins, they'll probably get loud. It'd be a little too late. I'm just surprised more people didn't do the Rock the Vote. Remember Rock the Vote on MTV? Yeah. Or they do all the rock stars. Hey, Rock yeah. the Vote. Yeah. Run it on TV. I didn't see that this year. Of course, I can't watch MTV very often. Hope they do change the network someday. There's talk of it. We'll see if they do. MTV someday, because Vivendi or the 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 people had it. Not Vivendi. The people. Uh, some know Red, Redstone. Those people own it. Uh, Viacom. Viacom. Because know. Viacom has been in trouble with the leadership and the, the head. The guy's ninety years old, and everything else. Hmm. Once he's gone and new management, they might change it. Maybe we'll see. <clears throat> I just I'm wondering. But YouTube is so good with music, isn't it? You just type in any band, and you have their music. 
Yeah. YouTube wins and Google owns it. Yeah, and I think it's kind of neat that in, it used to be that people were complaining. Or you should have artists a YouTube were, channel. I do. Okay. I just don't have time for video. You know who has uh, just been hired? Who? The guy who ran like Interscope and stuff and Def Jam. He's a um, Ira Cohen or Ira something. Cut. Big president of a label. Cut. He just Cut. got hired to run YouTube Music. No they call kidding. It YouTube Music. YouTube music. Well, I mean, they're, they're thinking, well, we're the platform for music. We were when it was. Well, first they were they were, they were trying to stop. It was like cutting off the heads of a hydra. They were trying to stop people from posting. Right now, if you know, right. you know they still have the little. They, they they don't like but it. now they have this thing where where there is was it Vivo or, or something yeah. where you can. You know, you're watching. You have to watch an ad or two I first. Know. That's where they're going to make their money. But that's where they're making the money. So if you want to see a video from whoever the Talking Heads, <clears throat> I don't know if they're part of this. You know what but they're doing? That you can buy a subscription now without the ads. You know that? Yeah, I won't do that. No, but don't they? I'm not. I, I posted that video that Luis made on my YouTube channel. That's about it. Mm -hmm. I posted it on. They go, Jeff, would you like to buy a subscription? You don't have to watch any ads ever again on YouTube. You have some little password. Mm. Wow, that's where it's headed, man. Imagine the old days you pay per minute to be online, dial up. Imagine oh, in the old new days they got pay per minute like you're on Facebook, like crack cocaine. I mean, imagine if they go back to, oh, by the way, it's per minute, everybody. Now that we own the, 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 the Now the that pipe, there's, the you've got nowhere else to go. You've, you've got, got nowhere no else way. to turn. Yeah. Oh. It's per minute. Make your phone bill look silly. <laughs> the internet, fifteen hundred a month. And guess okay, what? Okay, so we went. Pay it. They're gonna pay it. Of course they're gonna. Of course pay they're gonna it. pay they're it. They're sitting in rooms right now. <coughs> they're talking about that. You know, how can we get them to pay? So it? we went from the uh, went from the sad part of the show to the dystopian, <laughs> brave new world, <laughs> yeah. futuristic. Uh, Half Irish Jeff Hudson is definitely a pessimist. Okay, well I think. Um, <clears throat> Half English is an optimist. <laughs> well, you got to be an optimist if you if they if they have salad bars in in Great Britain, that's it's optimism. Good. It is. That's optimism. Yeah. A salad bar in Great Britain like is that. optimism. <clears throat> so, um, I don't know. I right, turn it off for a minute because we've been going for an hour. We we've been talking. Oh, you think we're done here? Yeah. All right. Are we done? You think? Yeah, I think, think we're done. Don't forget, kids, move back into your parents' house. And that way, <laughs> they'll be paying for your YouTube Red subscription. That's right, $1,500 they'll be a month. $1,500 a month. It'll take a couple of months to, for them to figure out that it was you. In the next segment, we'll be talking about capitalism. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your host, Jason Velasquez, with the incomparable Jeff Hudson of Jeff and Jane. Thank you for coming. Don't yes. forget, we take the show notes for you, so when you uh, go to the the, the, the show uh, page, just look for those links to the awesome video for awesome the middle. Video. Awesome video. Uh, links to the. Uh, what do you want people to buy? Uh, it? Big show coming up uh, at the uh, Williams Inn, November nineteenth. Okay, um, Williams Inn, November nineteenth. iTunes has it, and Bandcamp. Bandcamp has it. iTunes has it. Anybody else? Amazon. CD Baby, CD Baby has it. We'll put, we'll put links all over the place. I have an affiliate link. I have an affiliate thing with Amazon. Everything's so it's links a, now. Everything's links. Used to be bacon, now it's links. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much.
Now you can subscribe to this show through iTunes. Just click the button in the right-hand sidebar and never miss an episode again.